Welcome to the West Highland Way Race Podcasts. I'm John Kiniston and this is episode 72. Welcome back to the latest West Highland Way Race podcast. <coughs> I'm recording this on Thursday, the 29th of January, 2015. And um, the, the West Highland Way Race is now less than five months away. In fact, I have a bit of an app on my phone. And uh, it's exactly 141 days, five hours, seven minutes and 50 seconds and counting. And so... Uh, very much, I'm sure those who are doing it race for the first time or the umpteenth time, it will be very much in your thoughts, I'm sure. Uh, I hope your training's going well. It's a bit tough these days, I know, in the weather. Um, it's pretty snowy most places. Uh, but I hope you're still able to get out and uh, do what you're hoping to do. Uh, I think, um, oh, as I was going to mention that uh, this weekend, it's the training weekend at Baumaha. Uh, unfortunately, we're not able to go this year. We've been the last uh, two or three years, which has been great. Um, but if you are on your way there, you might even be listening to this as you go or maybe even uh, running uh, on that weekend and listening to this. Hopefully I'll get it out by tonight or certainly by tomorrow morning so it's you'll have it in time for the weekend. Uh, hopefully you're not listening to it rather than talking to people on the route, but I'll leave that to you. But anyway, I hope uh, if you're going this weekend, I hope you have a great time and uh, your weather's good to you and you're able to do the full 28 miles if you go all the way to Inversnade or back. Or maybe you just plan to do uh, Rower Denon and back or a bit further and do 20 miles, whatever. But I hope you have a great time and I'm sure you'll meet lots of new people and enjoy the experience of what's going on there. In this episode of the West Highland Way Race Podcasts, I've got three interviews. I mentioned on episode 71 where I interviewed Paul, uh, also interviewed Rona McKinnon. And uh, she's one of the people that we are going to be following over the next five months as they prepare for their first West Highland Way race. And I've got three others that we're going to be following uh, in the race as well, in the build-up. Um, the first one is Alan Doig, and I interviewed him a couple of nights ago, so he'll be the first person that you'll hear after this little intro. And I had a good chat with Alan. I don't think I've met him in, uh, before, but um, he got in touch after the last episode and said that he would be quite willing and happy to be someone I could follow over this uh, coming weeks and months. And then the next after that, uh, in a few minutes' time, I'm interviewing a friend called Rick Williams. Now, Rick mightn't be as well known to some of you. Um, he's a personal friend that we got. We've got mutual friends, and so I've got to know Rick a little bit over the last uh, two three years. And uh, Rick is do also entered the race for the first time this year, so I thought he would be a good one uh, to follow in his preparation. Uh, so we'll find out a little bit more about him in this episode. And then the final one is Annette Florzak. Uh, I'll maybe find out how you pronounce her surname properly. But Annette is from the United States, and she has entered the race and is coming over to do the race for the first time. And again, Annette got in touch with me and said that she's been listening to the podcasts and would be very willing and happy to be involved. And I thought that would be a great one, really, because it'd be interesting just to see how someone prepares for the West Harlem Way race from such a distance where obviously she can't get on the track to train as uh, most of us can who live in, certainly live in Scotland, if not in the UK. 
So that will be this three uh, over this episode. I won't probably do them ev uh, together every time. I'll probably mix it up a little bit with a main interview and then following their progress. But I thought for this, for just to introduce the three of them, it would be good just to do it all on the one podcast. So this is the podcast. It will be um, Alan and then Rick and then Annette. So I hope you enjoy hearing about how they feel about the race and what their plans are, what their goals are and where they feel they're at at the moment. There's one other feature I'm going to try and introduce, and that is to ask each of them if they've got a question about the race that they could put out. And I've asked, asked that with Alan already. Um, so once you listen to this, if you've got some ideas or you'd like to pass on, then I think I'll put something on Facebook that you can respond that way as well. So anyway, I hope you enjoy this episode, and uh, I'm looking forward to chatting to uh, Rick and Annette, and Annette in the next uh, hour or two having done the interview with Alan already. Okay, as mentioned in our introduction, this podcast is going to be, I'm going to be chatting to three people who are doing the West Highland Way Race for the first time. And the first one I've got tonight is Alan, Alan Doig. And uh, thanks very much for being a willing volunteer. And you are a willing volunteer because you actually got in touch with me after the last podcast and said you'd be happy to do this. So first of all, Alan, just tell us a little bit about yourself. So those who don't know you have got a little bit of a sense of who you are. Hi, John. As you said, my name's Alan Alan Doig. Um, I'm 47 years old. Uh, recently just moved over to Fife uh, near the Devilla Forest route and uh, originally came from South Queensferry. I'm um, an engineer and presently with Scottish Water and I was previously in, in the Royal Air Force for 10 years so I've, um, I've been a bit around the world and seen some interesting places etc etc and um, yeah it's uh, settled back in Scotland when I left RAF and um, so yeah, I just descended on a bit of a geographic from Queensway which is my hometown and uh, 5C to be a nice place to go and also the, um, the lure of the locals and the, the running around this area would seem appealing as well. Excellent. And then maybe tell us a little bit about your running background. Well, the, I think the background is quite um, sort of stretching a bit and one of the reasons that I, I thought you know my story might be of slight interest is probably because of the sort of... Um, the, the rapid sort of introduction into running. Uh, I mean, all my life I've been quite sporty and and played football to a decent level, etc. And although the twenties and thirties, etc., sort of deteriorated like that, that tailed off into the the, the socialising scene when there was too much smoking, too much drinking, etc. And uh, but just in the last few years, settled down and um, and I don't my my blog. My blog says it all really, that, um, uh, it's called sleepwalking into a running obsession, and which is really what happened. It, it started off with a really, you know, a couple of disastrous 10Ks, probably about five, six years ago, um, followed by, you know, not, no success really, which didn't seem to put me off from going straight to attempt a marathon. Uh, I done the Edinburgh Marathon, I reckon, uh, four years. Four years ago, I think I did the Edinburgh Marathon, and again that was pretty horrendous in terms of, um, you know, took me a long time, cramped up. It was quite difficult. I, I did finish it, and I ran the Edinburgh Marathon the year after that. 
since then, though, it's you know through a few friends that, that seem to be in the running scene, it was just um, the, the idea of trail running came in, and and it just progressed. And um, at every single point, I, and I came into contact with different people, and you know Bob Watkins and he introduced me, and he you know he was a good runner, and and I've and I've met the ultra daffies and and you know, too many of them to mention, but they've always suggested doing different things and. The funny thing about when they first mentioned any of these, you know, at first um, trail running long distances seemed absurd, then trail running ultra marathons seemed absurd. But usually what happens is uh, they tell me about it, I think that's ridiculous, um, and then a little while later I just seem to be doing it because I sat hearing about the enjoyment and, you know, and I see the posts and it just, it, it drags, it drags me in and really, and and every single stage I've went on, I've, I've managed to do what I set out to do, and I've progressed um, um, up until I uh, miraculously thought that, that I would be able to achieve the, the West Highland Way this year. Excellent. I was looking on your um, uh, what you've done on your entry form for the West Highland Way race, and obviously last year you did the fling in 12 hours 20, and also the devils in 9 hours and 9 minutes, was it? Just over 9 hours? Uh, yeah, yeah. So you covered the whole route. Uh, so how did those two races go, and uh, and what made you want to do that the whole race? Well, the um, the my first ultra was a Glen Ogle thirty-three, and I, I, I pretty much did more than half of that in severe cramp. And again, you know, every story I've told about my running always points to the fact as well. Why would you keep continuing if, you, if it caused much pain? But Again, I was the encouragement of people like David Mooney and Amanda and all that. It just, it just, they always make things seem possible, even if I don't believe them myself. Uh, so entry into the, and the flying went, you know, it went like an absolute dream. And it, to this day, it's probably one of the best days of my life. Um, all the all the things that might have went wrong never went wrong, and and really the the whole day from start to finish. Um, went like a dream. The people, people who I didn't expect to see at checkpoints turned up, and you know the weather, the weather turned really nice towards the end, and 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 just the whole the whole experience was just amazing, and that really set set up um, the complete addiction to to continue to do events like that, and then subsequently um, you know to achieve the whole the whole route. The, the the devil was slightly different. That was the atmosphere wasn't as intense and there wasn't so much people about. And that was more of a it was virtually a solo run. But again, you know, and um, doing that, it, it just really it proved to myself that that um, that whatever whatever limits I think I've got at this moment, they're always it's always a possibility to 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 extend them. And once again, you know, have I ever doubted that? I could have done the West Highland Way. Everybody else told me that I could, so you know, I've actually started believing them more than myself sometimes. Yeah, was it always your plan to do the full race, or have you sort of been drawn along over the last year or so? It's it's been a complete momentum thing, you know. As I said, that really last year was last year was my first serious year of running, uh, and the momentum, you know, some, sometimes I think momentum is is, is bigger. Um, a tool is anything in terms of achieving things because it's it's been building up the, the fitness sort of itself out sort of um, you know spring last year and it's been quite consistent so uh, the, the everything's building up to be able to, to achieve this mm, excellent 
Okay, so you've got your place and uh, you did well. There's obviously a few people missed out this year because it was so popular. Um, and the race is now just under five months away. We're recording this on the, what is it, the 27th of January. So it's just a, a few days less than five months. So are you someone who's got a detailed training plan between now and the race? Or are you someone who wings it a little bit as you go along? Um, a detailed plan is that that's... It's not really, and I mean, I, I don't, I, I don't know. It's something to do with engineering being precision all the time, and I don't really want to extend my work life into my, my, you know, my private life kind of thing. But I do have a, a, a you know, my idea is always to do, um, you know, a long run, one long run per week, um, one hilly sprints, uh, one fast tempo run, and then if possible, you know, um, um, and a recovery stroke um, easy run so that's the the <clears throat> that's the template that I, that I want to stick to uh, and with the the flexibility of that it doesn't have to be a set day because work can take me work can take me away etc etc so um, at this point in time I don't want to get myself you know focused on to you know like distances times days and night you know and into that that may come Later on, when I really want to get make sure that I don't avoid uh, miss out on any of those four things a week, but um, at the moment it's 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 manageable at the minute anyway. Yeah, I've got. I, I did pop on Facebook tonight that I was interviewing the three of you over this week, and um, a few people have put some comments on. Um, Lois Simpson said, uh, "What will be your longest back-to-back -back run before race day? Have you have you got plans to do back-to-back -back runs?" Yes, um, well, I'm going up to the West Highway race weekend, a uh, training weekend this weekend. I'll be doing the the flying training week as well. But what uh, I I went along. Um, Amanda Amanda Hamilton did the, the race last year, and she did her back to back weekend. And I actually went along and ran with her on on the first day. Uh, I didn't run run with her on the second, but it, it seemed to me that that. That was a, yeah, it seemed to work for her. Uh, it was a good idea, and I think, um, given the way that I've built up my fitness over the year, I think that, that um, I could do that uh, again. You know, I could do that properly this this year. So I think, you know, looking at how it worked for Amanda, I think I'm going to attempt pretty much a similar thing. Probably get in contact with her soon anyway to see, you know, if, if something like that's happening. And I would maybe want to do that big back to back about you know, four weeks before the race. Yeah, 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 that sounds good. And um, have you got any races planned in the build-up before the West Highland Way race? Yes, I've got, um, well, as I think I mentioned, I've got the fling, so that'll be my big build-up race. Um, I've got a lot, what I've done, uh, to try and keep myself, um, you know, to avoid just solo training or, you know, like the club nights um, within the county hires, I've just fallen. I've I've entered. I'm in the Davila next week. I've got um, I've got a few ten k's and and you know some races, and that's going to um, supplement you know my longer runs as well. So it's, I think basically what I'm going as I say, I want to keep this momentum of of training and fitness and interest going uh, along the way. And I think doing races is probably as as much as they won't take too much. I think it'll be good for keeping keeping the motivation going as well. Yeah. That's great, Alan. And I think over the next few months, we'll do these every six weeks or so, and we'll be able to get a, a feel of how the races have gone and uh, any changes that you make in your training and what you're learning as you as you go along. 
Um, there were a couple more things that were quite interesting there. In fact, Amanda Hamilton said, uh, do you have a, mo a motivational mantra to, to keep you going and what is it? Um, that what when I'm running, I probably um, I, I always I, at some point I always I say to myself, you know, um, keep on keeping on, um, and it's just and that's that's the thing that keeps me going is that keep it on keeping on, and um, I have felt and especially in the in the flying, you know, running for after ten hours or something, it did go into some kind of um, mantra trance-like state, which. I think you know that's. I think that's ultimately what where where I want you know why I run for why I wanted to run for so long and take myself out of that kind of place. Yeah, excellent. She also asked two more interesting questions. What's the best piece of advice you've had so far about the race? Um, well, one of the best pieces of advice I had, which was I did I did this fun event, uh, the Circa Edinburgh race, uh, not a race, but a, a, a day out with, um, with seasoned, seasoned West Highway racers and stuff, and one of the guys said to me, he says, you know, if you think that you're going too slow, slow down, <laughs> you know, and, and, and after doing the flying track, I, I completely understand what he meant, and, and I think looking at my splits for the flying, I probably did pace myself okay, so um, and that's that's certainly something that I'll be taking on, on, into the race, which is... Um, it's a long, long way, and um, I'm not going to be in any rush to, you know, to, to, to I, I don't think I'll be looking to, to make up time early to put it in the bag, kind of thing. I think I'll be looking at pacing it better. Yeah. And she also says, what scares you most? Uh, nothing at the minute. Uh, well, I suppose injury. Injury before the race, not getting to the start line is my biggest fear. The, 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 the one of the bonuses I have, which is you know, being so new into running and, and just using everything's been on blind ignorance so far, where I've not really known what I've got myself into until I'm in, in the middle of it, which you know, by then it's fine. Um, so I'm not dreading, I don't know the full enormity of what I'm about to embark on, you know, I just know that it's going to be her, you know, horrendously difficult, but. Uh, what my fear would be is if I put so much effort into it. I've used, you know, I've been privileged to get this place when others didn't, uh, and I want to a get to the start line, uh, not injured, but I also want to balance that with having put in the intensity and the, you know and and the the foundation and training to actually give me a a good chance of completing the race and and, and doing it with a bit of enjoyment as well. Good, okay. As we speak, I'm getting messages here on Facebook. Um, Gavin, uh, uh, Gavin Robinson says, I'm supporting Alan this year. Can you ask him how many outfit changes he'll need? Uh, <laughs> I think that probably from... I, I did declare more this year as well. And one of my ideas was, you know, changing quite regularly, freshened me up and, and just, you know, kept me going. But I think there was a few comments about it was, you know, it was more like a catwalk than a, a race circuit. So I think, I think those comments... But one of the people that did did do the race last year did comment that he had done similar, which was he, he changed tops at each checkpoint and it just gave him that freshness and, you know, like sort of woke him up a bit to keep on going. Yeah. So I'll probably stick with that. Good. Well, I must admit, I, I've always used that, that. I think just changing your top and having a quick towel down can yeah. make all the difference. Um, Amanda Hamilton, another question. She's asking, how many turbo wraps will Alan need on the day? And what's the optimum con combination of contents? 
Are you, are you fam- famous for your raps, are you? Well, I did bring, introduce them, and there was a few people commenting that they that, that were actually, they were A, they were good, and B, um, that seemed to work as well. I'd, before I did the, my first Ultra, I just read the Scott Jurek book, uh, Eat and Run, so I started experimenting and stuff, but um, my turbo wrap, the, the content started getting a bit crazy because I was thinking of every ingredient that was A, Good, be tasty, and C sweet as well. So the 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 they ended up at some some American concoctions, but I think since then, I've, I'm, you know, Glenmore Twenty Four was where I, I discovered a few new solid foods, which which I found to be like, I'll definitely be using on race on the race itself. Yeah, well, I'm I'm sure that's a topic we'll come back to another podcast as well, where we can talk a little bit about your plans for nutrition. I've got two more questions, and then I want you to give give me a question. So the two I've got, as um, say the race is five months away, have you got a, a goal for the race, a time goal, or are you going to be someone who just wants to finish, doesn't matter what time? Um, no, well, I definitely, I definitely will be making a specific plan for uh, for times at times to points, etc. And I would imagine at this moment in time, I, I, I would go for 26 hours. Um, and once once I, I look at it in more detail and, and analyse splits and everything, I'll be able to, I, I would imagine, and I'm, again, I'm basing it on people that I know have done the race and of you know, in, in previous races I've, I've managed to keep up with them. So I think 26 hours at this moment is, is A, realistic, and B, I think, you know, shows the race a bit of respect as well. Yeah, excellent. And actually, before I get to my last question, there was another one from Lois Simpson asking, um, "Are you thinking about it twenty four seven? I was actually I was talking to to Tony in the club tonight, and and that was one of the things that I was glad at this moment in time I'm not because I think if I was thinking twenty four seven now, um, I don't know what kind of mental state I would be by June. Uh, again, talking about uh, momentum, the you know the enthusiasm there the anticipation and that's all going to build up and you know and it's going to get more serious as we get nearer uh, and and you know i'll be making more sacrifices and i I definitely my my diet will become more stricter and everything but i think you know to be to be 24 7 just now i think would probably send me into, into orbit too quickly okay that's very wise and that leads us on a little bit, actually, to, to my last question. And um, I'm going to ask this each time uh, we, we chat. And that is, on a scale of 1 to 10, uh, where are you now? Now, the idea is 10 is being... I'd probably say, I'd probably say I was about... Yeah. No, I, was, I was just going to say, yeah, that a 10 is on the start line, ready to run uh, physically, mentally. So at this stage, uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, where would you say you are? I would say I was probably about five. Um, I've had a couple of negative, you know, these uncontrollables. I had a calf niggle a couple of weeks ago and I wasn't very well at the weekend, which, which stitched my, my long run. Um, but overall, I've, I maintained you know, a bit of running over Christmas and New Year, so um, definitely yeah, about a five. Great, okay. And then also on these, what I'd like to do is for you to have give me a question, not, not just to me, but to, to the rest of the folks doing the West Highland Way race. And I'll stick this up, obviously it'll be on the podcast, and I'll stick it on Facebook as well. So we'll try and get a bit of interaction. So have you got a question about the race or about preparation or anything really that you'd like to throw out there and then we'll 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 follow that up in future episodes? 
Well, I think just, um, at the moment, um, one of the, one of the unknowns is that the 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 friends that have kindly agreed to to crew for me in, in the race, you know, they they're new to to crew and and the race also. So I think uh, um, advice for 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 the crew uh, and and obviously in that interaction with myself as well, because I think this is going to be a big unknown for us all when um, we, we we can plan what what we're going to do, but um, you know after twenty. 24 hours of running, you know, when things aren't going quite so well, it's like how, you know, is there any advice for situations like that? Okay, excellent. Well, we'll throw that out and then hopefully we'll get some feedback and it will be one of the topics on future podcasts as well. I try and do at least one or two on support because obviously that's a big part of the race as well. So thanks for tonight, Alan, and I wish you all the best for the next few weeks with your training. And I say we'll catch up next time and we'll find out how the training's going and what your plans are for the next one. So thank you very much for this first one. Thanks, John. For our second interview on this podcast, I'm joined by Rick Williams, who's at the other end of the screen. And it's great to have you with us, Rick. Now, Rick is, I think he's a willing volunteer, but I had to twist his arm a little bit to take part in this. But I thought it would be really interesting to follow uh, Rick's progress. So first of all, Rick, if you can just give us maybe a little bit of a sense of who you are, because I would imagine the majority of listeners probably won't have met you. Uh, so that's probably fair to say. So give us a little bit of a feel of who you are. Okay, John, well, first of all, thanks for, uh, for asking me to uh, appear on your wonderful podcast. Um, yeah, my name's Rick Williams. I'm married to Andrea. We have six children. I'm 48 years old, and uh, I live in Dumfries and Galloway. Um, and what do you do for a living, Rick? Uh, well, actually, I was recently made redundant. Uh, so uh, we've had a, uh, a role reversal. Uh, my wife now goes out to work, and I stay at home and... Uh, I cook and I clean, and um, as you probably know, John, we home educate our children. Mm. Uh, so we've got two children at home, and so I'm responsible for um, for home educating them, really. Excellent. So basically, you take them out for a run each day, do you? And, uh, well, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they go on the bike and I run. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, and then if you can tell us a little bit about your running background. Okay, well, I, uh, I ran for the first time in uh, October 2008, uh, and that was on my 42nd birthday, uh, so I'd never run before that. Um, never, never at all? Never, never run at all. Just no. didn't interest you? or? Uh, well, strangely enough, I joined the mountain rescue team about 18 months earlier, um, and I was very unfit. <laughs> uh, uh, but but uh, bizarrely, they, they accepted me as a trainee. Um, and uh, in October of 2007, uh, we were on an exercise, and I was so unfit that um, my teammates were having to wait for me every five minutes as we as we climbed the hills. So I thought, well, I either leave the team uh, and uh, and just forget that, or I do something about my fitness. Uh, so for the next 12 months, I uh, did quite a bit of walking, uh, walking up the hills. And, and whilst, it was whilst I was on the hills that I thought, you know, it would be great to run down these hills. <laughs> so that's why I took up running. Uh, I took up running in uh, October 2008. As I say, I ran for the first time on my 42nd birthday. Got a pair of trainers for my birthday. 
Excellent. And then have you done any races at that stage? Did you take, did you, you know, 10Ks, half marathons or anything? Uh, well, my birthday is on the 8th of October um, and there was a, 10K, a local 10K three weeks later. Um, and because I'd never run 6.2 miles before, uh, the week before the 10K, uh, I thought I'd better try and run it. Uh, so I, I ran a mile and then walked about 100 metres, then I ran another mile, walked 100 metres, and I finally got through the 6.2 miles, and I thought, right, I'm ready for next week's 10K, uh, and so I ran the 10K. Yeah, so that was in uh, October 2008. Right. Now, I, I've got your stats here from your ultra runs. I was uh, oh. I did a bit of research on, there's a great site, a German site, I think it is, that a lot of people use, and you put in Williams, and there's hundreds of them, well, hundreds, quite a few, but I found yours, and uh, your, I think your first ultra was 2010. Is that right? The fling. Uh, the fling, yeah, in yeah. April. Yeah. yeah. Now yeah. I, I actually ran that one as, as well, but I don't, re I don't remember meeting you there. Maybe we did meet briefly. Um, I can't remember. No, I, I don't think uh, I don't think I met you there. No, no. but I, I do remember running with you quite a bit on the uh, the River Air race. Remember? That That's right. Year? Yeah, yeah. And uh, we ran for a while, and I think you stopped for a, a wee or something, and uh, yeah. I went on, and I assumed you'd catch up again. But you never no, did, I, and I discovered I, I, uh, you got lost, didn't you? <laughs> well, I, I did slow down, and uh, I got lost, but uh, yeah, it, it was a great race, but uh, no, I, I don't think I had enough miles in my legs, and I may well have started too fast, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I enjoyed that. Yeah. Okay, just go back then to that, that fling. What attracted you to, to run the, the, the Harlem fling? Well, um, one of the uh, a fellow trainee in the mountain rescue team, uh, a local guy, he um, ran the fling, I think the year before, um, and we were talking about it, and he said that he'd run this race that was 53 miles long, and I just couldn't comprehend how anybody uh, could could conceivably run 53 miles, and uh, I mean, that really sort of uh, piqued my interest. Um and, and I think a lot of it was just a mental thing. Once, once I decided in my own mind that I could enter a race that was 53 miles long, then to some extent the training was, was secondary. Um, you know, once, once I'd overcome that mental sort of battle, if you like, of, uh, of running 53 miles, then uh, the training just sort of slotted into place. I did, I did some 20 milers, 30 milers. I think the longest run I did was 35 miles, so, uh, so yeah. 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 And that, that first year you took just over 10 hours, 10.36? Yeah. Did it go pretty well to plan? or? Yeah, actually, I, I mean, uh, the second half I felt really strong. Uh, and I, I think quite a few guys that I overtook thought I was a relay runner. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because I was running quite a lot of the second, from Ben Glass. I ran most of it from Ben Glass. Excellent. Um, and uh, I wore... Um, minimal type I wore some uh, racing shoes that's all I had mm. uh, some racing shoes and I remember one or two guys are uh, looking at my shoes thinking how can you possibly run the fling in these minimalist racing shoes but actually they felt very comfy and uh, you know they were fine and uh, I didn't get any blisters or anything like that yeah and in that year as well you did the Clyde stride and you've done that a few times haven't you yeah I think I've run the uh, well I've run the uh, river airway race three times and the Clyde Stride three times, yeah. 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 And you've also done the Caterin and what else have you done? The Lakeland 50? 
That's right. And in fact, um, at the end of 2011, I had um, pericarditis, which is basically an inflammation of the, the sac around the heart. Oh, wow. So I was rushing to hospital and they thought it was a heart attack, but I mean, I mean it wasn't. But I didn't run at all from December, January, February um, of 2012. I didn't run in January and February. And I'd entered a marathon in March of that year. And then I'd entered uh, a run called the Calderdale Hike down in England in April. And then I'd entered the Fling. And then I'd entered uh, the... Um, the, the Lakeland 50. And really it was a case of taking each one as it came. So I ran the marathon at the end of March, felt okay, so I thought, right, I'll, I'll do the Calderdale hike. That went okay, so I ran the fling, that went okay. Oh, then, then I did Catron uh, in the May, and then I did Lakeland 50 in the... Uh, so actually, those, those runs were the training runs for you know, each successive run. And your times were great in 2012, weren't they? Because the Fling, you were 9.43. The Catherine, you were 9.58. And the Lakeland, 9.36. So all great times. In fact, I remember the um, the 2012 Lakeland, I was doing 100. And do you remember you, because obviously you started halfway around, but you caught me at Mardale Head. Do you remember? That's right. I remember that, yeah. Yeah. And I was... From that point onwards, I was I was battling. I tell you, and you came running in with your with your minimalist shoes on, and then well, running, well, I, I, and I running out just again. Gone. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. You'd have done about ten miles by then, would you? Uh, 10, 15, yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'd done I'd done seventy or eighty, seventy well, exactly, miles. So. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, you know, anybody that does the, the Lakeland one hundred is, uh, you know. Uh, it's a far more difficult race than the Lakeland 50, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, you'll be there one day, don't you worry. Oh, I don't know about that. Oh, you will. You will. <laughs> and then last year, or 2013, you just did the Devils. Is that right? Um, that's the one I've got down. I think I did. Um, that, that's right, actually. Yeah, I, I, just, I did a marathon in the May and a marathon in the October. and I just did the Devils in the August, yeah. yeah. And again, six hours, 22, so you were getting faster and faster. Oh, I was I was delighted with that race. Yeah. I, I'd never been on that part of the West Highland Way, uh, so I didn't really know what to expect. And uh, it was an early start. For, it was a very early start, if I remember rightly. And, and we stayed in um, the campsite. You know, I woke up at two o'clock to get my breakfast, and I felt, you know, <laughs> do, do I really want to do this? And I think it was raining that day. Yeah. Um, fairly miserable weather, but uh, yeah, it was it was a good race, and uh, I think it came fourth. Yeah. yeah, so that was, uh, that was good. Yeah, excellent. And then last year, did you not do any at all, any ultras? Um, no, I mean, as well as uh, really enjoying the ultras, I, I, I like running the marathons. Mm. Um, and I'd like, I'd like to run sub three for a marathon, actually. Yeah. So last year, I, uh, well, I got an injury in February, in, uh, an injury in February that put me out for a couple of months. Because I was down to do the fling in in uh, April, but I had to cancel that. Uh, I just I just didn't do enough training. Uh, so the idea was for the first part of the year I'd do one or two ultras, and then the second part I'd do a a marathon. And because of the uh, the um, because of the injury in February, uh, I had to cancel all my ultras um, in the early part of the year, and I just concentrated on the marathon in the in the, in the October. How did that go? Yeah, it went well. I mean, actually, 
I learned a lot from that injury, and people often, I mean, I rarely have injuries, and, you know, people say that when you have an injury, you can you can learn quite a lot, and I, and I learned a lot, I mean, I learned to run slower for a start, and I found that by running slower, I was able to uh, do more miles, and, 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 and last summer was an absolute joy in terms of mileage, I mean, I started at about 55 miles in the, the June uh, and worked up to about 80 or 90 odd miles a week uh, and, and really enjoyed it, you know, uh, and, and I didn't, um, you know, I wasn't aiming for a particular time at the marathon, but I just really enjoyed my runs and my training and, you know, it was, it was a great, uh, a great four months. And were you close to the three hours? How did you get up? Uh, 307. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, so it wasn't, but then uh, I was sort of aiming for about 310. Right. Um, and so I, I sort of worked on about a pace of 310. Uh, but, uh, you know, I felt really comfortable all the way around. And I probably could have pushed it a bit harder, actually. Yeah. But, uh, but there we are. Yeah, well, well done. I'm sure it'll come one day. Um, yeah. So, obviously, uh, you've done quite a few ultras, quite a few marathons. So why the West Harlem Way? Um, well, partly because my wife wants, to, wants me to do it. <laughs> no, she, she really enjoys um, crewing for me, you know, being, being a support uh, at these various races that I go to. But, but no, I mean, in one sense, it was a logical step. You know, having done the fling, having done the, uh, the devils, uh, I thought it'd be nice to combine the two and, 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 you know, do a run that was more than 55 miles, which was the longest, well, which is the longest I've done so far. So it was, um, was always on the agenda then, over the last few years. Well, yes and no. I mean, I wanted to do a, a race of about a hundred miles, uh, and in one sense, I'd quite like to do a hundred-mile race. And, and I'm toying with the idea of tagging five miles onto the end of the West Highland Way race, <laughs> just, just so that I can say I've run a hundred miles. But uh, but no, I mean, it was either a hundred-mile race somewhere you know, down south or wherever it might be, uh, or the West Highland Way, and, uh, you know, it seems highly appropriate to do the West Highland Way, yeah. uh, having uh, some sort of connection uh, with that uh, with that route. Yeah. I, know, I know over time there's been discussions about whether we should add on five miles somewhere, but it would just seem yeah. so false almost. Well, that's you know, right, I, yeah. I, I think yeah. the feeling is that, that it, the race is the route, and the route is 95 miles, exactly. so that, that's exactly. the length of the race. You know? Yeah, no, I agree, I yeah. agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, so let's think a little bit about the race then. So have you got um, a, a training plan? Are you someone who likes to, to plan out exactly what you're doing, or will you... Yeah, sort, I, mean, I, um, I, give, I, give, I give all these races a lot of thought, really, and um, you know, as with the marathon last year, um, you know, I put a lot of thought into... You know what I'm going to do about my running, and how many miles I'm going to be, am I going to run a week, and so on. So because my training went so well last um, last summer, what I thought I'd do for for the West Highland Way is is, is again uh, start at about 60 miles a week, and perhaps build up slowly, um, and just see how that goes. Perhaps reach 70 or 80 miles a week, um, and so at the moment I'm just uh, I'm running about. 65 to 70 miles a week at the moment. And is that mainly on road or off road or a mixture? Uh, a mixture. I mean, where we live in Dumfries and Galloway, there's a you know a, a plethora of trails and, and and lovely you know country roads and and and, and so uh, it's a combination of both really. Yeah. Um, so 
uh, really for um, December and January, I, I've been mainly uh, trying to run by heart rate. Um, you know, take it nice and easy. And then beginning of February, I'll introduce um, a hill run once a week. Uh, so just near where we live, well, there's lots of hills near where we live, but there's one particular hill that's about four miles uh, to the top, four or five miles, depending upon which way you go, to the top. So I'll, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do that once a week. And would your plan be to, to and run that all the way up? Or? Yeah, I mean, I, it, it's sort of fairly runnable. I mean, it, it gets steep. For about the last mile, it's, it's fairly steep, but, it, I mean, it's runnable. It's on a, it's on a, a fairly good path. Uh, so I would I would run that uh, to the top uh, and then run down um, and obviously you know uh, um, if I can do that once a week uh, through February March April and May uh, then uh, I think that should uh, give me some good good strength work. Yeah, I think my experience, uh, Rick, is certainly it's the it's the downhill part of it which will really benefit you. Yeah, yeah. You know, unless you're Paul Giblin, who runs everything. Well, exactly. <laughs> I, think, I think most of us tend to walk the ups and the West Harlem way, but it's if you can run all the downs right to the end, I think that's what's going to give you, a, you know, the, the time yeah. you're after. So it's that that um, you know preparing your quads for those long downhill runs, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean this hill is, is just um, you know it's great for that. Yeah. You know, four or five miles downhill, nothing too technical. Uh, and uh, you know you, you do feel it the day afterwards, but uh, like you said before on, on one of your blogs, you know the more you do it, the more your legs get used to it, uh, and uh, the less uh, muscle damage and the less muscle soreness you get. Yeah. Well, I look forward to doing it with you one day because, yeah, as you know, we've got good friends who live in Wigtown. So That's next, right. Yeah. So the next time we go and visit them, I'll be in touch, and you, well, can, you, you can take me on the hill. The last time you were down, I think I saw it on your blog that you were down, or it might have been a Twitter. Yeah. And I actually ran to Wigtown oh, to see if I could see you, uh, but I'd forgotten where where your friend lives. <laughs> I'd forgotten where Renita lives. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I, I, I couldn't find you, but certainly next time you're down, you get in touch. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. so what I'll do is I'll um, I'll slowly build up the mileage, introduce some hill runs. But also, perhaps April, May, introduce some tempo runs as well. Right. Uh, and just uh, build in a bit of speed. Yeah. And have you got any build-up races that you're going to do before the West Highland Way? Yeah, there's one in May. Uh, there's, sorry, there's one in March called the Howarth Hobble uh, down in England. That's about 32 miles. And then uh, the Calderdale Hike, I'll do that again. That's down in England. That's about 37 miles. Uh, then I'm doing the Fling in, in April. Uh, and then hopefully I'll do um, the Kintyre Way Ultra uh, in May. That's 35 miles. So uh, I've never done that one before, but that, that looks a good race. Yeah, yeah. Now, I put on Facebook the other day that I was interviewing yourself and Annette, who I'm speaking to in a few minutes' time, and, and Alan. And I've got one or two questions on there, so I'll just ask these now. Um, Amanda Hamilton was asking whether you have a motivational mantra. Do you have something which, when you're out, that you tend to repeat a few times to keep you going? Uh, not really, no. Um, no, I don't. I don't really. Uh, I, I, know, I know that you've got. You're a big fan of mantras, <laughs> and, there's, and there's nothing wrong with that. But no, I, I don't really have a, a mantra. No. Right. Okay. Well, you may, you may find one of the West Harland Way race. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, 
Now she also says, what's the best piece of advice you've had about the race so far? Um, well, actually, I, I read quite a lot of blogs, um, and you know, not just your own, but um, uh, quite a number of, of blogs that, that I access through your site, actually. Um, and th there's so many people out there that have run it that have given you know great advice that it's difficult to just sort of um, pinpoint one bit of advice. Um, but the one thing that's been uh, that I've been hearing over and over again uh, when I've been listening to to your podcasts and reading one or two blogs is just to take the first part quite easily. Mm. You know, to, to to run it quite easily, uh, quite conservatively. Um, because I mean, ultimately, what I'd like to do and what everyone would like to do is is, is run uh, the second part quite quite well. Yeah. Um, and so, um, you know, if I can enjoy the second part, then then that'll be great. If that means that I can run the second part because I took the first part, you know, a bit easier, then uh, you know, that, that I'll, I'll be glad with that. Yeah, it'd be interesting actually. You, you know, you're saying you're training with heart rate, you know, and if you get used to doing that, then that might be something you could incorporate in the race as well. That, you know, that's certainly something I've been doing the last year or so in my long ones, and it's really helped me. Just takes, I find it just takes some of the pressure off. Instead of having to get to a certain checkpoint at a certain time, you know, if I just run to my heart rate, uh, whatever that, whatever I've decided that should be, yeah. then it doesn't, it doesn't matter what time I get there in the end, because uh, I'm trusting that if I do this, I can keep running right to the end. Uh, yeah, no, so, I mean, I'm, I'm toying with the idea of whether I run to heart rate on the West Highland Way or whether I just, you know, run by feel. Yeah. And I think at the moment, because I've been running by heart rate so much over the last two months, um, you know, they're pretty much one and the same at the moment. Yeah. You know, when I'm running by feel, you know, I look at my watch and I see that actually I'm running to heart rate anyway. Yeah. Um, I so I think... I, I think it, yeah, I was I think you will find, though, in a race... Your heart rate tends to be a little bit higher anyway because you're in the yeah. race and the adrenaline yeah. and whatever, um, and you can get caught up with you know unless you're disciplined, you can get caught up and because you've you've poly you've poly tapered you're probably the fittest you've been, and it's and what you feel is easy is actually harder than it should yeah. you know what yeah. I mean you actually tend to run a little bit quicker anyway well, I'm sure you'll experiment over the next few months well, and what, you'll be there. What I thought I would do is I thought I'd run by heart rate at the fling. Yeah. And, and, and just yeah. just see how it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, Use that as a practice. Yeah. And then uh, and then just decide what to do with the the West Highland Way race. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Another question from Lois Simpson. She asks, uh, "What will be your your longest back to back run before race day? Have you planned to do back to backs, longer back to backs?" Yeah. Well, I mean, at the moment, um, for example, last weekend I ran about eighteen miles on the Saturday and thirteen miles on the Sunday. So I'm trying to kind of do a back-to-back -back run at the moment anyway. Um, but I'll probably peak at about 35 miles on the Saturday and about 20, 25 on the Sunday. Uh, and perhaps do that in the middle of May or uh, third week in May, I might, I might, I might do that. Yeah. Great. Well, Sam, so you've got it all planned out. And it will, well, be, it will be interesting on his podcast just to see how, how things are going when we meet up next time. Uh, you can tell me how things have gone and, and where things have, have altered a little bit. Because um, yeah. I know the last two, three years I've done this, and it's been interesting that people set off in January with their plan, but 
things take over, an injury or something not going so well, and you do have to adapt a little bit, don't you? So you do, yeah. Good yeah. to see how that goes. Right, I've got two more questions for you, Rick, and then I hope okay. hope that you might have a question that you can throw out about that you're wanting to know. Um, but my first question is, um, what are your goals for the race? Have you got a particular time in mind that you're aiming for? Uh, well, I'd like to go sub, sub 20. Yeah. Uh, if I can run under 20 hours, I'd be very pleased with that. Mm. Uh, I think I'd be in very, um, very good company. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I, I think um, if, if I put the work in and, um, you know, barring any injuries, um, I'm also hoping to uh, introduce some strength training as well. I've never done. I've never done that before. I've never, I've never done any strength training. So I'm, I'm hoping to do some of that um, starting from next week uh, and just see if that helps. But I think if I can, if I can pull all that together, the strength training and the 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 fairly um, structured uh, running and the uh, if I can just pull it all together, then hopefully sub twenty should be a should be on the cards. Yeah, I would say from uh, you know from your past results and what you've done and just knowing you a bit, I I would say I'd be disappointed if you weren't aiming for that, because I, I think you're well capable if you get things right on the day of uh, of doing that. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Well, um, if I, I know that uh, Robert Osfield is uh, op, op, uh, hoping for a, a sub twenty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I've been uh, I've been emailing Robert. He's been giving some. Uh, he's, he's given me some great uh, tips and advice. And I think if he's going sub twenty, then I then I follow him. And if I can follow him, if I can follow him all the way to uh, the end, then uh, then then I'll be okay. Oh, I see. So your plan is to follow him to Braveheart Car Park and then sprint past him at the last mile. Is well, <laughs> <laughs> no, excellent. And then my last question is: um, I want to ask you each time we meet on a scale of ten, where are you? Now, thinking that ten will be when you're at the start line on the twentieth of June, fit and ready and tapered. So that's 10, okay? So where do you think you are now on a scale of 1 to 10? And I would say about 6. Okay. Uh, about 6 or 7, simply because, you know, there's a lot more that I want to do. There's a, there's, there's a lot more hill work, a lot more, well, not a lot of speed work, but some speed work, uh, some tempo runs, and then the strength training. And I, and I hope that all that combined will just, you know, uh, give me a, a far greater fitness than I've got at the moment. Yeah. Okay. And then I think I'd uh, emailed you saying that um, have you got a question that you'd like to throw out? I'm, I'm not going to answer it now, um, but I'd like to sort of each, each of you to have a, to th a question about the race, something that you'd like maybe others to respond to. So is there anything that you particularly would like to throw out there to people who've done it before? Well, one, I, I suppose it's more to do with the fling, actually, because... I wasn't sure how to approach the fling, and bearing in mind that I'm using the fling as a kind of guide for the West Highland Way race, I didn't quite know whether to race the fling, or whether to go easy with the fling, uh, or whether to go somewhere in between. So I suppose my, my question is, what have other people done? Okay. You know, other people that have run the fling uh, with a view to you know using it for the West Highland Way, have they raced it? Have they? Have they run it very conservatively? Have they gone somewhere down the middle? Um, so that, that that's my question this time, but I'm sure there'll be others yeah. Uh, yeah, in subsequent podcasts. Excellent. Well, I'll throw I'll put that on Facebook, and uh, hopefully we'll get some um, reaction to that. Are, are you on Facebook? 
I am, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So you'd be able to hopefully see the the answers yeah. that come in. And if you want yeah. to respond to any of those when I put it on, then that will be you have a bit of um, to and fro as well. But that's a great question, and I think you'll find there'll be a good variety of answers. You know, yeah. and, um, so it'll be interesting to see what what people say. Well, thanks so much, Rick. Thanks for this first one. And I yeah. say we'll we'll catch up in a six weeks or so, and we'll get a feel of what you've done and how things are going with your training. Many thanks, John. Many thanks. Right, for our third interview, I'm very excited because we've got Annette all the way from Boston in the United States. Um, so the wonders of Skype, we can have a chat. And we're going to be following Annette over the next five months as she prepares for the West Harlem Way race from many miles away. So thanks for being willing to do this, Annette. And first of all, if you can just introduce yourself, because I don't think anyone will, have, will know you over here. So just give us a little bit of a sense of who you are. Sure. Thanks. This is really cool. Um, my name is Annette Florzak, so I do live in Boston. I'm originally from Los Angeles, but I've lived here just over 10 years now. Um, I'm 40. I'll be 41 on race day um, by the time race hits. Um, I do. I sit on my butt all the time. I'm, I'm a financial management consultant for nonprofit NGOs, um, so I sit in a chair at a desk from home a lot which is not good for, you know, you at all. It's like they say it's worse than drinking and doing drugs, right? It <laughs> kills you quicker than everything else. Um, and so I guess, let's see. Um, I love to travel. Obviously, I love to run. Um, my husband and I don't have kids. Um, I have a dog who's actually sitting on the bed right behind me. You can probably see him right there, John. Yeah. yeah. That's where he sits when I'm working. Right. Um, <laughs> um, and... Yeah, I just, I travel, I read, I run, I like to backpack. Um, I've actually been to Scotland once. I was there in November of 2013, so I'm looking forward to going back. Um, and yeah, that's me, I guess. Good. That gives a bit of a flavor of who you are. So tell us a little bit about your running background then. Sure. Uh, let's see. I first started really running back in 2012, a colleague of mine just said, hey, Annette, do you want to train for the LA Marathon with me? And I was like, sure, what the hell, why not? So um, I started training with her. She was doing it to lose weight, and I'm always up for something. I'm, I have a hard time saying no. So if someone says, hey, you want to go do this crazy thing? I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. Um, so I did that, and I hated it. I was miserable. It was probably one of the worst runs in my entire life so far. Um, and literally I think the next week I put my name in for the New York marathon lottery and I got in that year as well and ran that and that was a much better run. Mm. And then, you know, so that was over 10 years ago and then I kind of didn't really do much running just a little bit here and there. And then in, I think 2008, 2009, I started running 5Ks and 10Ks again. Um, I really got into those. I was really focused on trying to get fast for me, which is not very fast comparatively speaking to other people, but, um, and then I got into half marathons and I really loved the half marathon distance. So that was like perfect. It didn't take up much training time. Um, and they were quick and over and a lot of fun. And when I was doing all these half marathons, somehow I came across a trail half marathon and I was like, wow, this sounds really cool. I love to backpack. Um, my husband and I backpack in the Sierras almost every year out in California um, and so I decided, okay, I'm going to try this. And so I went and did a, 
a 10 mile trail run. Um, and then I did a 24 K run and then I did the half and I just totally fell in love with trail running. And I think I ran one other road race since then. That was 2011. I think I ran one road race since then. Otherwise I stick to the trails. Um, so I started running with this group that put on this half marathon called trail animals running club. And they're based here in greater Boston, new England area. Um, and uh, they put on a series of races throughout the year. They do a spring classic, which is a half marathon, a marathon, a 50K. They do a fall classic, same distances. Um, do a summer classic to 50K and a 50-miler. And then two years ago, they started a 100-miler and a 50-miler. Um, and so I really just got involved with running with these people um, throughout the season. So run, snow, ice, you know, you name it. And really just fell into the whole culture of it. I mean, the people are incredible. Everybody is just so much fun and loves to have a good time. And um, I really just got into the mentality of, like, being on the trail and, like, talking to people while I'm running and just really having a blast. Um, especially the race series around here, the, the, the aid stations that they have for nutrition and, you know, liquid, it's just – it's a party. So um, – I really got into it, and so I decided um, after you know talking to people who were at that time they were telling me they were running 50ks and 50 milers and 100 milers, and I thought, oh my god, these people are crazy. Some a few people were like, come on, Annette, you should do a 50k. You'll do it. You'll love it. So I was like, screw it, why not? Okay, I'll try. So I trained for it, and I did my first 50k in May of 2012. Um, had an absolute blast. It was just it was an incredible day. And I think that year I did another three or four 50Ks. Um, and then 2013, I did a lot of 50Ks. And then 2014 is when I really got into it. And I did my first 50 miler. And then I did my first 100 miler. Um, and just got totally sucked into the craziness. So <laughs> yeah, I must admit, I, I did a little bit of research on you, and there's there's a oh. great, there's a great site actually. Uh, I think it's a German site, and it trolls the world and brings all the results together. I don't know if you've seen it. Uh oh. I, I could send no. you the link. Well, uh, according to this, I've, it's got three events that you did in 2013 and four events in 2014, uh, including your Ghost Train Trail Race 100 Miler, which you did in yep. 27 hours 29 minutes. Yep. Is that the one? Okay, so just tell us a little bit about that race then. What, what was that like? Um, that was amazing. Uh, so it's considered an easy 100 miler for sure. Okay. Because there's really, there's not no altitude change at all. Right. Um, there are a couple teeny tiny hills, which are a blessing because you want the opportunity to, to walk. Yeah. Is, um, it a, is it A to B or do you go a big circle or...? It's it's a it's a round trip, so it's 50 miles out and back. So round trip is 30 miles. Is that right? No, 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 seven and a half miles. Sorry, seven and a half miles out and back. So yeah. it's a 15 mile round trip, point to point there. And so it's really easy because. And you just keep, you're on the, you keep on doing that for several you times. You just keep on doing that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Did you enjoy that? Uh, or? I, I had a really good time with it. I didn't know yeah. if it would be hard for me because of the back and forth and back and forth. Yeah, because mentally but, it's, yeah. Yeah, but I think mentally it helped me because I knew I had at either end. A bunch of people with food and drink and cheering okay. people on, you know, all times of the day and night. 
And then aid station at Midway as well, serving like soup and, you know, hot tea and stuff like that in the middle of the night. Um, And I just had to break it down into how many times do I have to do this? And it was only six times and then another five miles or whatever. So it wasn't a big deal. (laughs) And I, I had an amazing time. I literally, I think, had 15 minutes of why the heck am I doing this? This is stupid. I should go home. I could do so many other things with my life right now. And, but the rest of the time I had a blast. I had a really good time. Um, all the way to the finish. So yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. So the big question I've got is why the West Harlem way? Uh, What what attracted you to come all the way over to Scotland and to run our great race? Yeah. So I've, I've been doing that. That site you pulled up doesn't have all the races because I probably, during our training season here, I probably run a race every other weekend. Okay. I love events. Um, and my husband gets, you know, like annoyed kind of like you're never home. You're out running all the time. You're doing a long run or you're doing back to back runs or you're running. Is he a runner as well? No, not really. (laughs) (laughs) He'll run, he'll run maybe a 10 K with me, but that's about it. Okay. Um, so I've, I've realized that I need to plan destination runs, um, so that I can get in a race (laughs) And then he can get on a vacation, and we can vacation afterwards. And I mentioned to you earlier that we were in Scotland last year, or 2013, and in 2013, and had a blast. We had so much fun. Um, we just didn't get to see much at all. I mean, we basically got in from Northumberland County area in, in um, England, and then kind of winded our way to Edinburgh, and then we just we couldn't leave. Like we were just just having such a blast. We didn't make any distance. So we're like, we need to go back. And I, so I was just kind of, you know, looking through the websites and looking for a race for a hundred miler for this year. And I was like, well, this could be really cool. We could go to the Highlands. And then my husband loves scotch. I'm like, this is perfect. You know? (laughs) So I was like, I asked him, like, what do you think? If I got into a race in Scotland, would you want to go? And he's like, that's a dumb question. Of course it would go. Um, so that's why. And, yeah, so it was just really about a cool place to go where we where I could get some good running in and um, and then, you know, vacation afterwards. Yeah. So uh, have you got at all a sense of what the route is like and what the profile is like? No, not really. I mean, I've looked, I've I've looked at maps and I've looked at elevation profiles and I've read blogs from past um, events of people who finished it and people who haven't finished it. And um, so, really, no. Um, I mean, there there are hills, right? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if I know really what I'm in for. Okay. Um, and I don't, you know, I have no idea how to mimic that kind of terrain here other than to run in our kind of mountains that we have in New England, which I don't have access to very many, especially this time of year. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I kind of like the element of the surprise. Yeah, yeah. Um, that makes it interesting. Yeah. So. No, I, I, I think you're going to love it because there's a there's a real variety as well on, on the trail. You've got you've got little bits of tarmac, not much, but you've got a few miles at various places. But okay. most most of the time, it's on a decent path. 
Um, but then other times you it's it's uh, it's quite it's quite rocky it's quite uh, you know it's quite um, technical there's bits alongside the lock which is probably the hardest bit from Inversnaid to Benglass that's what okay. most people find and it's 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 very it's difficult to get into a rhythm there because you're going over rocks and tree trunks and all sorts of things tree roots um, and then the the race opens up after Benglass where you're on wider paths uh, very undulating, some through forests. So there's a whole variety of stuff. Oh, cool. really. And I, and the views are just stunning. You know, they really are. Um, so I, you're in for a real treat. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm excited. I'm yeah. excited. I feel like I, I did read that about that area along the lock. And yeah. then um, I was talking to somebody. Actually, I, I'm working with a coach to train for this. Good, good. And, and she told me, she says, I think you're, she, and she knows the course. It's something that she's wanted to do, but just hasn't gotten to it yet. And she was, she told me that she thought I was in pretty good shape technical wise because New England is known for technical trail. Okay. Um, so I hope that's not a mistake. <laughs> I hope that's true. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I can only train on what I can train well, on. Of course, I would have loved to come. Isn't there a training run this weekend? Yes, I mean, that's right. if I yes. could afford yeah. it i would be there in a heartbeat and go yeah. on a training run yeah um yeah. but yeah. you know i would say i think one of the i've done it six times and other races in the uk and i would say that uh, i think sure it's the same for anywhere but if, if you can prepare your quads for the downhill running i mm. think that is a key thing you know and most most people i know the first year i did the race my quads weren't strong enough and there's there's a, a big hill down into balmahar after 20 miles uh, okay. a, a lot of us, when we're inexperienced, tend to run that too hard, and you get away with it at that at that stage. Sure. But when you get to 70, 80 miles, that's when you pay yeah. for it. <laughs> and <laughs> if, if your quads aren't aren't strong enough for the for the long downhill runs, so if you've got a chance, if you can find something where you can run for forty minutes of downhill without stopping. Uh, that would be really okay. good preparation, I would say. If you can do that once a week and strengthen your quads, okay. Then, you know, you you probably be able to cope with most things on the route. Um, awesome. But anyway, that's, you'll, that's helpful. Thanks. Yeah, you'll find out more. Okay, so uh, you, you've entered the race, you've got your place, and uh, the race has got more and more popular. When I when I got in, I, the first year I did it was it was uh, two thousand and seven, and okay. I think I entered around about October time, and it was probably about half the numbers then, and it was dead easy to get in. And over yeah. the years, it's it's become like ultra ultra running throughout the world. Has yep. got more and more popular, and so this year we had over three hundred and fifty for the two, for the two hundred places. Um, so you've done well to get a place, and that's that's great. Um, yeah. I'm so I say I'm just interested to know have you got you know you've talked about you've got a coach. Have you got a training plan that you're working towards, or is is the West Harlem Way just one of several races, or is it going to be your key race for this year? Um, I'm going to treat it as my my race for the year, but. Um, you know, we'll see what happens after because there are a bunch of other races in my area in the fall that I want to do as well, but I'm going to really focus on this one. Um, and there are a number of races that I'm going to be doing as training runs for this, um, a bunch of 50 K's around here. And then I'm going to do one fifty miler also in, in my training for it. But in terms of a training plan, I put that in the hand of a coach this time. Yeah. I figured I got into this race and I don't, maybe I'm naive, but I feel like I could probably finish this in the 35 hours if I set my mind to it. But you figured, you know what, if I got in 
why not shoot for 30 under 30 hours and qualify for Western States? Like, why not? So I brought, I hired a coach to work with me. So it's in her hands. I only know what I'm doing for the next two weeks at any given time. (laughs) So, um, whatever she tells me to do, um, I'm doing it. Um, as long as she has all the races that I want to do, because there's probably, I, I started on January 1st with a list of probably 50 races I wanted to do this year. Um, <laughs> because I love them because it's just so much fun. Yeah. So um, I had, I've had to pare that down. She's told me a, a bunch of races that I wanted to do this year that I just should not do them just because of the timing um, in terms of preparation for West Highland. So uh, I'm just going to see what she says to do and just you know, trust the professional and uh, hope she helps me finish within 30. And if I don't and I finish within 35, that's great too. Yeah. Um if I don't finish, well, you know, I got a vacation out of it. So, um, <laughs> no, no, think, think yeah. positive. It's you've come to do it and I'm sure you will. Thanks. Yeah. yeah I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. So is that, that's, a, that's obviously a new thing for you then, is it working with a coach and not doing your own plan? Oh yeah. I've, I've never worked with a coach for anything. Um, all of the training that I've done so far for races, I've just been, you know, I pick the brains of people that I run with who have done a lot of hundred milers and 50 milers and um, who've been doing it for a long time um, just to kind of get their wisdom. Um, and then of course, you know, finding training plans online. And so I would put together my own, I, I print out a calendar and I write it down by hand, all my training for the year. And I do that for an annual basis. And I've done this for the last two years now. Um, and you know, sometimes I stick to it and sometimes I blow it off mm. and I'll say, you know, Oh, I'm going to go out to dinner and I have, way too many drinks with friends or something like that. And so I don't run that day if I'm supposed to, but, um, this time I'm going to, you know what, I'm paying for a coach. I might as well take advantage of it. And, um, I was listening to the, what was it? Podcast 69. I can't remember the gentleman's name, um, that you had talked with. And one of the things that he was saying was to like try new things, um, as his advice. And I think that totally makes sense because I feel like I've totally gotten into, I guess you could consider it a rut. I know I can cruise at a certain speed and I can probably finish uh, any racer in my area here. The mountain races, maybe not so much, but, um, I can finish a hundred miler. I can finish a 50 miler, but I'm just going to be slow and steady and back of the pack. And that's fine. Um, but you know what? Why not switch it up a little bit and try some new things? And so, you know, now I'm doing core workouts that I never do. And she's making me do push-ups, and I hate them. And, um, <laughs> you know, like strengthening stuff and stability workouts and uh, all these things that I just – I don't really like to do, and I would never make myself do them. But now that I have a coach telling me I should do them, yeah. I'm trying them out. Right. Yeah. Um, Good. Well, it'll be really interesting to see how that progresses over the next few months to see how that oh. uh, that helps you. Yeah, because in yeah. a sense, you, you do I have think... to have quite a trust in your coach, don't you, to be willing to do that, you know, and trust that they know what they're doing. Yeah, I think if you're going to work with a coach, you should pick somebody that you are, can trust and you want to trust and then put your trust in them. I yeah. mean, why not? You know, otherwise, what are you paying for? Yeah. Um, if you're not going to listen to them and you know what, honestly, John, I think that I've seen a difference already. I mean, I took off, so I did the ghost train hundred miler at the end of October. So it's three months ago now. I didn't really run much in December. Um, and a little bit in November, but 
I think the longest run I did was maybe like 15, 16 miles. Um, and I'm already backed up, up to a 50 mile week mm. and I feel great. Um, and generally I don't run steady 50 mile weeks. I, I'm not that kind of person, but she's like, you need to run these 45, 50 mile weeks. Mm. So, um, and I feel great. Um, I'm not, I'm not overly tired. I'm eating a lot. Uh, <laughs> but, um, I already, I already think I can tell a difference just in, in my stamina. So, so far, so good. Good. Excellent. Now, I've got, um, I put on Facebook, often if I'm interviewing someone, I often put a, a little comment on and get some questions. And, okay. Uh, I, I, on this podcast, there'll be three of you that I'm going to be following. There's a guy called Alan, uh, who I interviewed on Tuesday. And there's a guy called Rick, who I just uh, interviewed a few minutes ago. Um, cool. And so, and then yourself for this one. And then there's a girl called Rona. Did you listen to that one with Paul Giblin? So, yes. yeah, so there's going to be, four, there's going to be t- a two females, two males who haven't done the race before. So it's going to be fun just to follow your progress over these next uh, few months. Um, but I put on a, a, a little post and I've got a, a couple of questions uh, that they've asked. And Lois Simpson asked, uh, have you got a plan for back-to-back, back-to-back runs? Or what would be your longest run? But maybe you don't know if the coach hasn't told you yet. Um, well, I do know that I... I'm running a 50-mile race as a long run. Um, I'm doing that at, in the beginning of May because um, we did talk about that. She said she really wanted me to run a 50-miler in preparation for this, and I found one in early May that worked for me and was close by, um, which is also a little vacation destination <laughs> race for me and my husband. Yeah. Um, so I'll be doing that. And then I love back-to-back runs. They're, I started doing them actually last year in training for um, – the fifth, my first 50 miler and my first 100 miler and I didn't think I would like them but I really really enjoy them I would go out and run like a hard race on a Saturday and then I would go out with a group run with my trail animal friends um, and be really slow and tired and exhausted and miserable but then the next day I would feel really good like my legs I could totally tell the difference so I, I'm i already doing back long back to back runs every weekend right now yeah um, yeah, yeah. Now she also asked, are you, are you thinking about the race 24-7? I, I, I think a lot of people, uh, once they get a place, and uh, that's all they think about. Is that the same for you? Oh, my God. It's ridiculous. I am either listening to a podcast, reading someone's blog from a prior race, um, you know, planning something related to being in the area for my vacation, Talking to my husband about, I'm sure he's already sick, like incredibly sick of hearing me talk about either the coach, what run I have to do, or something about the race. So yes, nonstop in my sleep, um, I, I think about it all the time. Right. Is your plan to come out before the race for a bit, or have your vacation after the race? Um, a little bit of both. I think we're going to come out of like three or four days before the race, and then stay another week after. Okay. So, right. Yeah. Excellent. Amanda Hamilton, who did the race for the first time last year, and she was one that I followed on the podcast. So it, it made me worthwhile going back and listening to one or two of those because, um, yeah. you know, as she was aiming for under 30 hours and achieved, uh, pretty well achieved it. So you may you may find a lot of similarities there. But she cool. said, um, have you got a motivational mantra? Have you got something that you tend to, on the longer runs, uh, think about a lot? Uh, you know, I don't really think much when I'm on a long run. I really check out. Um, I keep my phone with me only because of like safety issues, but I, you know, people have asked me before, like, what do you think about when you're out running for 50 miles or even 30 miles? And I 
don't really know. Like I just drift. Um, so I, I guess I'm really not thinking about much. Although, you know, there are times when if I'm having a not so great run, I cuss, I say bad words a lot. Um, so those may be my mantra. I don't know. <laughs> Okay, well, yeah. well, we'll leave that one then. <laughs> yeah. um, and then she also said, what's the best piece of advice you've had about the race so far? Um, about the race? Or for you, um, maybe, about any race, in a sense, or ultra running? Um, to have fun. Okay. Just to, to, have, to enjoy it. And, and that does work well for me. If I start feeling down or tired, or I just feel like, Mentally, I don't want to be there. If I really turn my direction in terms of my focus onto looking where I am, um, you know, listening to the sounds of nature, because I don't run with music, um, just enjoying being out in the woods or wherever it is that I'm running, it really helps kind of ground me and bring me back to why I'm out there. And, um, and that's fun. So that, I think that's probably the best advice I've had for anything. Yeah, that sounds good advice to me. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I've, I've got two more questions, and then I'm hoping that you might have a question for me. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the, the first one was, uh, what are your goals for the race? Now you've already pretty well said that you'd like to aim for sub thirty hours. Is that what you sort of uh, you've got in mind? Yeah, I mean, I think that's what I'm going to train for. That's what I told my coach I wanted to do. Um, you know, when I start really digging into pace and like thinking about where I want to be at the checkpoints. I'll be using that as kind of my, my, my marker. Um, but again, you know, I'd be happy. I'm just, I'm happy just to be able to yeah. go yeah. to Scotland yeah. and run. I mean, it's going to be incredible regardless. Yeah, so, definitely. uh, I don't really care. You know what yeah. I mean? 30 would be great. 35 would be fine. Yeah. Even if I don't finish, it'll be still amazing. Yeah. So it is, yeah. and it is a lot harder for you. Like when I was, I was just asking Rick that same question a few minutes ago. That he he's done the two races on the routes. He's done the the Highland Fling, and he's also done the Devil of the Highlands. So okay, do you realise there's 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 the different races? So, yeah. So, so the Highland Fling is the first half, and then the Devils is the second half. So you know, for those of us that live in Scotland or the UK, it's a lot easier to be able to do those two races in the in the years building up. And right. then if you've got an idea of how long they took you, and then you can get a bit of a guess then of how you how long you're gonna you know the whole race. So it is. I recognise it's a bit harder for you, um, but I think that's a good goal, you know. And I, I think if you're aware that you're going to be out for thirty hours, that means you're going to be out for a second night. Because right. obviously the race starts at one in the morning, so if, right. it's, if you take over twenty-two hours, then you're going into a second night and into dark. So I think just planning for that, you're then thinking about um, dealing with with the mental part of that as well. You know, g going through. Um, yeah. I'm, sh I'm sure you're aware as well that it gets very light in Scotland in that time of year. So oh, yeah. really, there's only around about five hours of darkness because it's light until eleven. Um, right. And then it's it starts getting light again round about three half three, so you've only got four four and a half hours probably. So it's not as bad as going through twelve hours of darkness or whatever. Um, yeah, so I I, I thought about that when when I found out I got in. I looked at the sunrise, sunset, twilight hours, 
on the 20th and the 21st of June in Scotland because I wanted to know what am I what am I looking at in terms of total darkness my first hundred miler I think I was in our dark it was end of October so I think it was dark for 13 hours yeah um granted it was a very easy course yeah and so I was thinking to myself okay the West Highland Way is going to be a lot more technical than that course what am I going to be dealing with in terms of having to slow down to be able to you know not fall (laughs) too many times (laughs) in the darkness um and so I yeah I have those those times written down I'm I'm very I'm very excited about that actually yeah well our race obviously starts at one in the morning so it's obviously dark then but but really you're only running for two two and a half hours three hours possibly in the dark at the beginning Uh, and the first 12 miles of the route is fairly straightforward it, there are some little ups and downs, but basically it's quite a gentle start in a sense. Okay. And, then, and then once you've gone past Drimmen and then you're heading towards um, Balmahar, that's when the hills start, And but it's light by then. Uh, but obviously at the other end of the day, if you're, yep. take, if you're taking out, if you get to 22 hours, so that will be 11 o'clock at night, so then it's starting to get dark again. And then, you know, depending on where you are in the course, then you will have some more tricky parts then. And that's why, right. we, that's why we encourage people to have a support runner for that, for that part, uh, you know, for the second half of the race, someone to, to help them with an extra head torch and this sort of stuff. Right. Um, but we'll, we, can, we can chat about that as the time goes on. And I'm sure you'll have, <laughs> you'll have that. And then and my other question was, um, I, I want to ask you each time, and I've asked this for the others, on a scale, okay. of, a scale of one to 10, just where you are, 10 being on the 20th of June at one o'clock, that's that you're going to be 10. You're going to be rested, you're going to be tapered, you're going to be at your fittest, and that's 10, okay? okay. Uh, so, so where do you think you are now on a scale of one to 10? Is this, does this mean like on a scale of one to 10 to finish under 30 or just to finish within 35? Well, let's say, <laughs> let's say finish under 30, yeah. Um, uh, probably a three, okay. I think. Right. Yeah. Okay, that's that's fine. And then it'll be interesting, I say, to ask that question each time, right? To get a, hopefully it will go up as the as the next few months go on, and then you'll be a I ten. So. You'll be a ten on the start line on the twentieth of June. Right. A, a lot of people have found that's half the battle, um, and that's one of the reasons why we actually accept two hundred and sixty-five. Okay. Uh, but we we're really looking for two hundred on the start line. And our experience goes over the last few years. It's, it's sadly that's what happens. You know, people mm. drop out for different reasons. Uh, sometimes it's work commitments, or it's it's just family commitments. Other times, right. obviously, it's injuries, and you know they can't make it. And there are people who, you know, probably are ready to run the race in March or April, uh, but then overtrain and get injured. And part, and that's why hopefully your coach will give you good advice on that. It's. You know, it's, it's as much about the rest days, isn't it? And making sure yep. that you have easy weeks as well as hard weeks and you, you balance it all out. Because we want you on that start line at 10, you know, in the best condition you are. I, I want to be there yeah. at 10. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all right. That's good. Okay. And then the last thing I, I've, I think I said to you on the, uh, the email, that uh, if, if you've got a question, and what I'd like to do is, um, is put them on Facebook and let people respond to those and so people can help can help you. So, have you got a question that you'd like to put out there about the race that you'd like people to help you with? Um, I, I actually have two, if I can do two. Yeah, um, <laughs> one has to do with crew, um, having support as someone coming from the States. Um, 
I, I have my husband is going to be there. He's going to be, we're renting a car. He's going to be my driving crew. That's all nailed down. Um, but in terms of support runner, that's still up in the air. I have a few people who are like, yeah, maybe I'll be able to do it, that kind of thing. And um, so I'm just curious, like, what what happens if I get over there and people have bailed on me and I don't have anybody <laughs> to be a support runner? Um, do people ever jump in? I mean, that, I know that's how it is here in the States uh, at a race. You know, people will kind of hang out at a checkpoint and it's, they're like, hey, you need a pacer? Do you need somebody to run with you? And people will just jump in and run with you. So um, I'm, I'm kind of worried about that. Um, I'm hoping it works out, but, you know, you never know. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll certainly put that on. And uh, we have found that that's what people do. It's probably not as um, spontaneous as that in the sense of uh, just being, you know, just finding someone at a checkpoint. <laughs> but certainly there's been a few times over the last year or two where, you know, particularly people from overseas have, have put on Facebook saying, look, I'm coming over. I'd love to do the race. Would anyone like to help me? And we've had people yeah. doing that. And particularly if you've got a car and you've got your husband who's willing to do the drive-in, yeah. Uh, I'm, I, I've got no doubts at all that we'll find someone who will be willing to help you. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Now, now I'm not. I'm not worried anymore. Yeah. No, don't worry about that one. We'll we'll get your help on that. Yeah. Cool. Because there's lots of people. I, there's there's a number seen... of people who would um, who love the race. I've, I've I've had friends doing it, or they've done it, but they're not running this year, or yeah. they'd like to run in the future. And uh, supporting someone else is a great way of preparing for their own race later on. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so that's one. And what's your second one? Well, I've seen a, a number of posts, I think on the Facebook page, about people getting lost. And, okay. and um, you know, since I can't get out there on the course, I'm going to try to get out there a little bit when we fly over um, before the race. But since I can't get out there and, you know, check out the whole course, obviously, beforehand, I'm just wondering if there are any particular areas where people um, – have a tendency to get lost more often than other times um, just so I can be a little bit more aware of it as I'm going along and you know really just paying attention okay so. that's great all right I'll put that on and then we'll see cool. what, see what responses we get have you joined the, the West Harlem Way race um, page on the West on, on Facebook I have yeah yep. yeah so just just I'll, I'll put that on the next day or so and then I'd like you know be, be interesting to get some responses to that so hopefully we'll we'll give you some help on that one Great, thanks. Okay, well, thanks so much for tonight, Annette. It's been really nice to meet you. And uh, I'll say we'll do another one in a few weeks' time. Uh, we'll probably okay. do them around about five or six weeks apart. Um, Great. And then I'll get in touch, and then we'll we'll get a sense of how things have gone between now and then, and then uh, and, and what your plans are for the next little block. Awesome, thanks so much. It's really cool. I'm excited. Yeah, so you're off for a run now, are you? I'm off for a, just a little run, just a five-mile, easy, easy, easy recovery run today. Okay. So. In, in the snow? Yeah. In the snow. <laughs> <laughs> have, you got, have you got some Cthulhu's or something on your grips on your shoes? To... Yeah, I have Yak Tracks. Yak Tracks, um, right. Yep. Good. So, all set. Okay, well, enjoy your run. And we'll, all right, thanks. We'll, we'll speak to you next time. All right, bye, John. Thanks for listening to this latest West Harlem Way Race podcast. Um, I really enjoyed just chatting to Alan and to Rick and to Annette and just getting a feel of how they feel about the race and what their plans are 
and I'm really looking forward to following their progress over the next uh, four to five months as they build up to the race. Uh, as I mentioned to the last, uh, yeah, each of those three tonight, uh, they've each got a different question that they've got. And so I'll be putting those on Facebook over the next day or two. And hopefully we'll get a little bit of feedback and you can support them as well and answer some of the questions that they have uh, about the race as they prepare it for the first time. All right, just going to finish with another quote from Wombat Fitness on Facebook. And then this one is from Dean Carnassus. And he says this, I never feel more alive than when I'm in great pain, struggling against insurmountable odds and untold adversity. Hardship, suffering, bring it on.